102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 on Rock 102. Hey, it's National Leave the Office Early Day. See ya. Yeah. Bye. Let's go. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, unending conversation. (laughs) Bye, terrible people. Bye, bye, terrible radio people. Bye. Bye. Yeah, no such luck. We have, uh, we do, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Crosby joining us, and we will have tickets to give away. For those uh, games at the Mass Mutual Center against the Laval Rockets. Yeah. Sweet. Playing Laval Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we have tickets to, I believe, both games. So, right. listen for your chance to win all of that. And we got other things, too. It's 534. We're back. Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 553. And Pink Floyd with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. That sound you hear there in Pink Floyd, the clouds going through the area right now. We're going to have highs in the mid to high 70s today, about a 30% chance of rain this afternoon. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, the verdict is in. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamed each other, but Johnny came out on top. Good. He's not going to see a dime no. of any of this. Doesn't it, need it, though. It's all about the significance of him... Showing everybody what he had to deal with. Bragging yeah. rights, bragging rights, man. Yeah, it's more than bragging rights because this is this also plays into everything that she's all been about. She's not going to pay a dime because she's going to spend the rest of her life telling everybody what a victim she's been. Yeah, and trying to convince you that that's how things really were. Well, because that's what narcissists do. It's going to be hard for her to find a date. Yeah, how do you how yeah. do you how do you recover from that one? How do you say I'll be different? Oh, there's some guy that wants to date her, I'm sure. The uh, jury said that Amber defamed Johnny three different times in 2018 op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post. So they awarded him 10 million in uh, compensant compens- How do you say it? compensatory? Compensatory. Compensatory. Come. Say with me. Compensatory. Now use say, it in a sentence. I was going to say, be careful with that first pronunciation you just said. Uh, compensatory. Close enough. Yes. Uh, damages and $5 million in punitive. Puny damages. Punitive. No. Say I it said it me. wrong the first time. Punitive. Yeah, Say there you with go. Me. Punitive. <laughs> now use it in a sentence. But the case was tried in Virginia, where punitive damages are capped at $350,000, so Johnny only gets $10,350,000. However, mm-hmm. the jury awarded uh, Amber $2 million in... Uh, Compensatory uh, damage. Compensatory damages because Johnny's <laughs> lawyer accused her and her friends of uh, con- uh, concocting, concocting, uh, concocting a uh, story for the cops. So ultimately, Amber owes Johnny eight million three hundred fifty that eight million three hundred fifty thousand oh, dollars. So there's almost the difference there. Yeah, okay. Almost yeah. even, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Amber was obviously not happy with the verdict. She issued a statement saying, "Quote: The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband." Right. Uh, it sets back t- uh, the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women should be taken seriously. Yeah, it should. Except when you're lying about it. Right. On the stand. She uh, in committing perjury. 
over and over again. Lying about it on video, too. Like, I don't know what she thought those videos of him were going to prove. Right. Well, again, that's what a rational person would do. Someone who's got a narcissistic personality disorder uh, has no ability to accept any level of responsibility. It's somebody else. Right. It's everybody else's issue. And everyone was uh, posting on Facebook yesterday, this is the day that you almost caught Jack Sparrow. Everyone I saw posting that on Facebook. Oh, yeah. A good repetitive joke. I'm mm, sure yeah. it was recycled hope- 300 times exactly. on Twitter before it uh, became mm-hmm. and got on Facebook. I'm going to miss this trial. Yeah. Went on for so long. From the, uh, yeah, I know. We're going to have to go back to worrying about war and things like know. that. I we- we need another good celebrity yeah. trial to distract us from the horrors of what's going on in the world. Uh, Johnny uh, released a statement. Uh, Today, the jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and also all of those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. But first, here's Jeff Beck. And I'm now going to go pour myself a mega pint of wine. Mm-hmm. Who was, isn't? Who isn't? Well, that was the that was the thing where he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you poured a mega pint of wine, and yep. he goes, a mega pint. It was a very large <laughs> glass of wine, but he did pour the whole bottle into the glass. boy. Well, I guess if you're going to take a road soda with you somewhere, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, you, you don't want to waste it. No, absolutely not. That, that would, I believe that's called alcohol abuse. That's to, to Johnny Depp. Yeah. Throwing a bottle of wine down a sink is alcohol abuse. Right. You're abusing the alcohol. <laughs> That's right. Not allowing the alcohol to abuse you. Didn't I just say the other day that we don't do enough stories about Sarah Michelle Geller? We don't she, do enough uh, stories about Sarah Michelle Geller. That, that lady. She, uh, that one. Uh, she uh, reflected on her kiss with Selma Blair and cruel intentions and said the key uh, to it was spit. Hmm. The kiss was recently spoofed in a music video which Sarah Michelle makes a cameo in. It was like, uh, that was like a hot thing back then. Yeah, I have, I've got that video on my favorites. Do you? It's you on your bet. YouTube clips? Yeah, whenever I'm feeling like, uh, you know, down in the down in the dumps, I always uh, put on that video. Put on a Sarah Michelle Geller uh, French kiss with Selma Blair? Yeah. Yeah. Good time. It works. I feel a lot better after watching that. Uh, remember when Stephanie Matto from 90 Day Fi- Fiance was selling her flatulence in a jar? Do oh, yeah. I? That mm-hmm. was the best investment I ever made. Well, now she's selling her boob sweat. Listen, if there was a market on this thing, I would have been already rich off it. Nobody wants to buy yours. I don't know. You're the most flatulent guy I know. No, the boob sweat. No, I, yeah, there's a lot of people who want to buy my boob sweat. But there's been a delay in production because a bear has been hanging around her yard so she can't sit by her pool. You can't sweat anywhere else. Turn the heat on. Yeah, I was going to say, go in your go in your garage and turn the heat on. Go, go in the bathroom, turn the shower full blast. Sit there for a little while. That would help, too. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Maybe it, she's not that smart. To don't let a thing. bear ruin commerce. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't sell any of my boob sweat this week. Yogi's in the backyard. The ranger isn't going to like this. Jada Pinkett Smith uh, tried to play peacemaker to Will Smith and Chris Rock on yesterday's Red Table Talk. She said, quote, my deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. I have a question. What the hell is Red Table Talk? It's uh, Aren't some they the of... company that makes the pies? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay. It is Red Table Talk. Have you... Uh, not do it. It's a it's a female based like uh, talk show. Gotcha. Uh, that that's on. Similar that's, to the View. 
except yes. the view people watch. Well, I don't know. I think somebody watched this to get the quote from Jada Pickett Smith, don't you think? Maybe. Maybe. Or Jada submitted to the press. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Historic Northfield Golf Club is located just off Interstate. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 613. And Tom Petty with Max, Stephen, Dave on Rock 102. As uh, far as your Pioneer Valley forecast goes today, it's going to be cloudy for most of the day and a high of 77 tomorrow. Rain showers and a high of 77. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm not taking that as gospel unless you faxed it to me, by the way. Fext? Fext me. Fext me that information. Explain what fext is. Fighting and texting at the same time. Apparently, uh, President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden Mm -hmm. fext all the time when they disagree. They don't hash it out in front of other people when they have an argument. They fext each other. That's a a tremendous mistake for uh, any relationship to uh, to endure. (laughs) Why? Why is that? Because you got it in print? Well, no, not because you got it in print, but because you you can't see personal and facial inflections mm-hmm. through text. So text actually can be a way of misinterpreting somebody else's intention. Oh, I don't know. I like, think if you use uh, icons and emojis and also you use capital letters, you can get some emotion in there. You can get your point across. Yes. You, yeah. First of all, you might want to back up on the caffeine a little bit already. <laughs> uh, but secondly, no, I, th- I think that uh, you actually can make it worse. By relying on texts to get the like yeah. a, a disagreement accomplished. Well, I, and there's always you run the risk of uh, you know you wrote something and you wrote it uh, out of anger, right? And, and if you say that to somebody, mm-hmm. it's no longer written, and you can move on pretty quickly from it. But when it's written in text, you go back and you look at it and you dwell on it. Yeah. And you're like maybe. I did something really wrong here. You're right. Or maybe this person doesn't really like me like that. One of the life lessons you're supposed to learn is if you have a lot of anger toward an individual, Mm -hmm. write out an entire email, read it to yourself over and over again, then delete it. That's what they say you're supposed to do. Oh, I send them. (laughs) Well, Well, and what I uh, noticed is things like, uh, and I don't know if you ever noticed, but sometimes I can get prone to using sarcasm to make a point. No. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, I do. Anyway, sometimes I find that the sarcasm mm-hmm. doesn't really work on texts like it's supposed to. That would be sarc texting, I guess. Yes, uh, unlike fexting. For whatever reason, and I, you know, I can't explain the science or mm-hmm. the psychology behind it, but people have a tendency to totally misinterpret, uh, misinterpret sarcasm mm-hmm. when they read it on a phone well as i said i think yesterday when steve was out we're going to get his whole report about plymouth rock later uh i you know i had a relationship one time where you know that was a problem sarcasm and we went to counseling about that yeah and my now ex-wife was told you know sarcasm is the greek word the root for the tearing of the flesh sarcasm not a healthy thing use it what are in you small, talking about? In small doses. So that sounds like a very healthy thing to be using. It, but, yeah. it, but again, you can't use it all the time. Yes, well, I mean, if you it, can. <laughs> if it's your primary form of communication, that's right. yes, that's bad. Well, she even had a t-shirt saying, my first language is sarcasm. Ah. That showed you how sarcastic she was. And did she buy that herself? Yep. Really? Yep. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Well, it, but what I'm saying is you know, things get things in text get twisted and turned around and if someone reacts to that text 
you can't fix that. That's right. You can't address that until they write back. Yes. Because you have no idea that what you sent may have been interpreted in that way. Whereas a face-to-face conversation, if I read your body language Mm -hmm. or hear the words or, or look at your facial expressions... I can uh, I can assume that there are some things you may have misinterpreted, but I can help correct some of that, or we can negotiate an understanding. I just find right. it amazing that our president is texting anything. Well, well I was I was just gonna say, uh, is he using his jitterbug to <laughs> to to text Jill? Well, Where's he- that large numbered phone that I can <laughs> see the letters with? Well, Wait a minute, A B C. How do I change the letter? <laughs> well, you know, at his age, he probably has to write it down immediately because right. his, his, you know, long-term mm-hmm. uh, you know, memory is probably shot to hell. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right. She she called me an old codger yesterday. That <laughs> bitch. Accuse yeah. me of shenanigans yeah. once again. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. I, I, I said have, fiddlesticks. I, I really do have a hard time <laughs> believing Joe Biden actually texts anybody. Right. Like, like he has somebody do that yes. for him, yes. especially at his age. Like, he can... He couldn't figure that out. Yeah, his voicemail probably has that like dead silence at the end of the voicemail. That's right. like ten extra seconds, and you can hear the. How do you shut this off? I don't know. <laughs> there must be all of these, uh, you know, butt dials from from Joe Biden, where yeah. he's giving away like very important classified information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, well, it was kind of like in the in an airplane where where he where uh, Ted Stryker describes exactly what they're going to be doing for the mission, and then she goes, "When do you leave?" I can't tell you that. That's yeah, classified. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you and- know, my my parents are uh, you know in their uh, you know, mid to upper seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a ballpark. But I mean, mm-hmm. they're not that far away. Joe Biden's a little bit older, but not by very much. A lot older in dog years. Yeah. So, um, but my parents are pretty adept when it comes to technology you know my my mom's got a laptop she's got a mm-hmm. you know she's got uh you know, she's got her phone mm-hmm. she's got a tablet she can she can you know work away around things you know my dad being blind everything that he does is voice to text yeah so i mean he uses that technology all the time mm-hmm. and it's not usually operator error that screws things up it's just you know yeah siri can only understand so many things if you know, it's usually a siri issue that messes things up. Not a not a Mr. Baxendale problem. Does Siri listen to your dad and go, Jesus, what are you, blind? No, no, because uh, some of the things that he's using are specifically for the blind. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. They, they don't, they're they not going to insult its own customers. Yeah, you they sure? Don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Listen, old man, what's the matter with you? You can't read this paragraph? Siri-based <laughs> technology tries to avoid the sarcasm that we were talking about. No, see, that's what should be added to Siri in order to make it more entertaining. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, the whole story came from Jill Biden, because Joe has no idea that he's fexting with his wife, apparently. She divulged that information. It'd be like, uh, Siri, how many ounces in a cup? Really? You, you've you lived your entire life, and you do not mm. know the answer to this. Yeah. Well, hey. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, my. Your, your, your Siri went off when <laughs> I said watch. My Siri's been uh, recording this entire thing. <laughs> and what did it say? Uh, drink eight glasses of water, eight <laughs> ounces each. Yeah, see, it doesn't even, like, know... You know what the worst part about, did you ever do voice, te- I do voice texting all the time. I, I, all the time. Not that much. Like, that's my main, like, method of texting because I don't feel like texting out a conversation even though 
that's the way conversations go now. But doesn't that get misinterpreted all the time? When you say something, doesn't it then translate it incorrectly? Or not? And that's the problem. Yeah. It's, but, but then I have to, it, like, I'm spending more time going back and editing what the sentence is yep. rather than than what it says. And it always misconstrues what I say. See, mm-hmm. I don't I don't use Siri all that much. Mm-hmm. But but when I do, I it's usually by accident and it's usually unintentional. So, like, for example, yesterday... We got a winner for those uh, Thunderbird tickets, mm-hmm. and I'm asking the guy for his phone number. And every time I'm doing it, Siri is looking up phone numbers on on my watch, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I, you know, I, I had I'm to sorry. take my watch off and move it so I could because uh, it kept interrupting this guy giving me his phone. I had to ask him for his phone number four mm-hmm. times yesterday. That's frustrating. It mm-hmm. was real frustrating because Siri was interrupting, and I think she was being very rude. You know, I'm so glad I missed all of that. See what you missed yesterday? Yeah, you see, go away one yeah. day, you missed yeah. all this fun. Oh, I had so much fun. It's uh, 622 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Man, Ed Rowland, educated just down the pike at Berkeley School of Music, by the way. And uh, he said, I'm reading here off the Wikipedia page, the first record that influenced him was Elton John's Greatest Hits. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you can hear uh, huh. shades of Daniel <laughs> and uh, your, uh, your really? Rocket Man. Really? Crocodile Rock. I hear Crocodile Rock when I hear Collective wow. Soul. Wow. I All do. Right. I love that song, <laughs> Crocodile Rock. Yeah, that's you? a good yeah, one. Oh, man, yeah. that's a toe-tapping ditty right there. He, mm. wrote, he wrote his share. That's, yes, for, he that's for Doug Gunn Shore. Um, <laughs> yes. I like 80s Elton John. Yeah? Sad songs and... And I'm still standing. Yeah, and, I'm still standing. It was great. Philadelphia and, Freedom and the club at the end of the street. You, you should. Uh, <laughs> How about the one from the Lion King? Didn't he do that too? Oh God, that was horrible. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's a beautiful song. No, it's really not. I like the uh, the pop. The you know the bubblegum chewing. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you like that? Song. Oh yeah, yeah I, I like yeah. that. Uh, no, that uh, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Tommy Cross will be joining us later on today. It's a Thunderbird Thursday. We not only will talk to Tommy. We yeah. have. A bunch of tickets to give away today. So if you're looking to go see uh, the Thunderbirds take on Laval on Saturday, those tickets could be yours. So make sure you're paying attention. We can ask Tommy uh, who his first musical influence was, by the way, and compare that to Elton John's greatest hits. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, growing up in Connecticut, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like a different world down there. Simsbury area. Right? I, yeah. I yeah. wonder if Tommy will say the Thunderbird, the fabulous Thunderbirds hey! were uh, All right. like, like Tough Enough. Tough Enough. Yeah. And yeah. what other song did they do? Uh, yeah. Why Why Get Up. Great great tune for the morning, by the way. You ever played that before? You ever heard that? No. Really good song. Why well, Why Get Up. Why are we not playing that? Yeah, we That's should. That's what I want to know. Well, we play, maybe play a piece of it coming up. Well, we would, except we have news next on uh, Rock 102. Here's your... 634. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So while Steve was out yesterday chaperoning school kids, including his own, on a trip to Plymouth Rock... Is that what I did? Because I don't think you said it enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well... You yourself are going to tell us about it next hour, I think, right? I hope so. Good. I want to hear the details. While you were doing that, Massachusetts Teachers Association's Day of Rage, Morning, and Action yesterday, all across the Bay State, schools standing in solidarity with the community of Uvalde, Texas. And according to the messages they put out, trying to, you know, put the right feeling of safety out there for school children and for the teachers involved in all of these schools as well. Do you feel as a parent now that things have gotten better for your kids in school? Uh, I 
live in a one-horse town. There's mm-hmm. not really much that goes on there. I don't no. uh, really worry about it too much. Um, I don't know. Well, the counselors and vice principals creating a dialogue between teachers and students and parents yesterday as part of that day of solidarity across the state of Massachusetts. This is the problem with this. I mean, I understand the uh, the desire for, mm-hmm. for these kinds of uh, you know, efforts, you mm-hmm. know, of solidarity. I totally understand it. I, right. you know, I know, you know, as a parent, you know, you every parent wants their kid to be safe sure. in the schools. <sighs> Do I feel any better? No, I don't. Right. Because I think anyone in any of the communities that have been involved in these kinds of shootings did not expect this was, was going to happen. They probably thought the very same thing. It's a small little town, right. quiet community. I got another fear. That's right. No, this is why we moved to this town to begin with. You know, I, I I think this situation is so complex. I don't know how any of us can truly feel like it could never happen to us. Yeah. Next hour and now hear this. We'll hear some of the details about what exactly the teachers and administrators across the state of Massachusetts are going to try to do from this point forward. And it's a little inexact shall we say Mm. so we'll hear from that next hour meantime big deal at elias brookings elementary school yesterday 11 years to the date of the tornado that tore through springfield guest speakers at the grand reopening of elias brookings apartments on hancock street it's a community (laughs) room that used to be a basketball court speakers included richard neal Dom Sarno and others celebrating the next chapter in the Brookings story as it transitioned from elementary school to apartment buildings wow, yesterday. Richie, Richie Neal doing speeches. That has to be exciting for people. Mm-hmm. Well, Dom Sarno as yeah. well. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, the mayor did a fine job. I'm sure we'll do a fine job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of sucking and blowing, Richie Neal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so they're just opening this now? Yeah, 11 years it took to plan, rebuild, and execute the reopening of the elementary school as well, an apartment building. That's, that's not uh, unusual. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, all the other projects that were surrounded, the, 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 the damage from that tornado, um, you know, they had to. They, it takes a while no, to, I get to that, do but, that. But nearly everything that was destroyed, mm-hmm. nearly everything. Has either been, um, you know, rebuilt, uh, refurbished, turned into something else. Yep. And, you know, and here you have this school, which is, you know, being turned into housing, which the city desperately needs. Sure. But I, you know, I just it, it's uh, curious to me why it would have taken eleven years for, for this to finally come to fruition. Mm. Politics, Bex. Politics. Right. Takes a while to get the funding in place, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, but mm-hmm. it's eleven years. A long Living, time to it, wait. It is a long time. But uh, think about it. You remember it took them uh, forever to come up with a solution for the 9-11. Yeah. You know, like the Freedom Tower. Like, what, you know, that, that went through like six different designs before it, it was proven to be that was the one that they were going to use. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think, think of it this way. If you were a student in that school mm-hmm. when it got damaged by the tornado. Yeah. You are now old enough to rent space in that school. I remember that 11 years ago. Uh, driving driving to work today, 11 years ago. Yeah. And driving through Springfield going, 
Now, what was damaged before the tornado came through here? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you really, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure where the damage begins and where the damage ends and where the damage had begun long ago. Which is fresh and which is really yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Meantime, authorities for the Springfield Police still looking for some help investigating two recent hit-and-run incidents. One at the 500 block of Main Street around 2.40 in the morning Saturday after a pedestrian was struck by two vehicles. The other incident involving a hit-and-run crash that seriously injured a juvenile pedestrian around 5.15 on Friday afternoon. So Ryan Walsh of the Springfield Police Department looking for some help in investigating these two hit-and-run actions. In Springfield. Meantime, workers at a McDonald's restaurant in Chicopee intentionally put bacon on a fish sandwich that a Muslim woman had ordered for one of her children. This, according to a civil rights organization that made their statement yesterday. The Council on American Islamic Relations filing a discrimination complaint on the woman's behalf with the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination. It's commonly known that the Islam religion forbids Muslims from eating pork. And according to this lawsuit, the workers at the McDonald's in Chicopee intentionally put the bacon on the fish sandwich. Well, you know, on some level, someone would say, well, how do you know it was intentional? Mm -hmm. But bacon doesn't go on a fillet of fish. Correct. Unless Ever. it's a really inexperienced employee at McDonald's. I'm not even, I'm not even sure that if you, if you asked for bacon... On a fillet of fish, which, by the way, doesn't sound so bad. To right, me, uh, that they even would know how to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I have a hard time believing it was intentional because I'd have a I, to, for somebody. You know how many screw ups I've had at like a fast food place where right. they yes. don't. You know, it's 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 almost like almost every time now. Like, there's something wrong with, right? you know, I get sugar in my coffee when I didn't want sugar mm -hmm. or, or, or something like that. And it's always a mistake that has to be redone or remade. Or to the point where, like, you know what? I don't have the time to do this. I'm just going to keep moving on. And it's it's not anything in any one restaurant in particular. It's all of them. Mm -hmm. like, And it's, it's a lack of help. You know, they don't have enough help working there. Sure. And uh, I think there is a tad bit of laziness involved where you're just throwing stuff together. I worked at a McDonald's when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And you, at a certain point of the day, we, we were like, we're not going to make this stuff all night long. We're just going to hold a bunch of this stuff in the microwave until somebody wants one of them, and then that's how you got stale food. Right. And, you know, that was 30 years ago, so or, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's the same mentality. People do that all the time. I mean, this could have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. But it could have been intentional too, and and I, and I don't want been. to discount the idea that you know maybe mm. it was. I mean, if right. if you're Muslim, then there's certain halal uh, you know restrictions on on meat mm -hmm. that would make you know that uh, you know an, an egregious insult to their you know their dietary restrictions and their and their faith. So I mean, I, I, if if I were Muslim, I'd probably be pretty uh, you know angry too. And it's not like you all just just remove the bacon. Well, that that's not really the issue. The issue here is that you know now that it's been tainted with pork. 
they can't eat this fillet of fish. Mm, yeah. So you're skeptical, Bax. While Steve is suggesting that maybe it was a mistake, maybe they mistook the bacon for oh tartar sauce. It's not even that. It's just the idea that like you know you just throw a bunch of stuff together mm-hmm. and uh, you, you you know you're moving on. Sure, Dave. Have you ever confused? Bacon with tartar sauce. Well, I don't know. If the bacon's uncooked, it's kind of whitish, you know, kind of that fat look to it. You know, maybe you could glim- glimpse uh, it Unless you are or- buying the world's worst bacon. <laughs> you should never confuse the two. According to the complaint, not only was there bacon intentionally placed on the fish sandwich, but there was extra bacon on there as well, as if to suggest, you know what, not only did they mean to do it, they piled it on there as well. And according to this complaint, it's the... First step in the process for seeking big-time monetary damages. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to see. We'll be following along. Yes, we will. Although, I got to tell you, that does sound like a pretty delicious sandwich. Well, I wondered, could you ask for that, and how much extra would that be? I'm not so sure. I mean, like I said, McDonald's has very specific rules. (laughs) Well, Well, you're not. There are all sorts of McDonald's hacks, by the way, that you can execute. This could be one of them. I where guess. You, where you can you can have sandwiches in a way that they don't normally serve them. I think you can order the egg McMuffin without bread if you because I've done it before, and they have to serve it in a little plastic platter to you with the with the egg cheap, and the sausage and, the, and everything else. Yes, exactly. Mm. Without the bread, without the muffin. Huh? I what? didn't know you could do that. Yep. The things you learn. It's yes. a menu hack. Exactly. There's a bunch of them. Check out McDonald's menu hacks. You'll find some other stuff of interest, too. 644 with back Steve and Dave. we got a mass hat coming up in a few minutes on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Quality. Service. Yeah, yeah. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 with back Steve and Dave and the cars. On Rock 102. Uh, Going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, rain showers and a high of 77. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. If you miss any part of the uh, Back Steve and Dave show, check out the daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been John Caffiero, the guy who manages the band The Misfits and also manages the estate of the late Dee Dee Ramones. Uh, his entire uh, his entire catalog of stuff, artwork, you name it, and he's also uh, he also runs a a band called Osaka Pop Star. It's a really interesting interview. You can check that out on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. But Monday, uh, I'm going to be talking to Mike Keneally. Mike Keneally uh, used to play in the Frank Zappa band, Ooh. and in fact, the Zappa band, four guys have all played with Zappa, coming to the Race Street live in uh, in June uh, on June fourteenth. Uh, this is a guy that's not only played with Zappa, but uh, he's been taken on the road by Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and Kenny Wayne Shepard. This is a colossally wow. talented musician, and uh, he'll be joining me Monday on rock102.com. Sweet. All right, we've got a talented writer joining us tomorrow to talk about the Celtics. Bob Ryan, the iconic reporter, columnist from the Boston Globe, joins us in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. And of course, we've got Tommy Cross today on a Thunderbird Thursday as a lot well. going on. Yes, we, we are busy, busy, busy. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. <laughs> Here's today's mass hat. From Piedmont, Alabama. And if you like, you could maybe nominate 
a Western Mass City that would be sort of the sister city to this particular location because when you hear the story, I think you'll find it probably could happen here. 56-year-old. I'm going to get you one of them like <laughs> old guy pincher things because your reach is so <laughs> far out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think. Yeah. Rhonda Young is 56. She got into an argument with her boyfriend early Monday morning. She thought the best way to settle the fight was by crashing her Mack truck through their mobile home. It's not clear who owns the home, but she hopped in and crashed directly into the front of their place while the boyfriend was standing on the porch. Man, that's going to buff right out, right? I guess. Well, for the home or for the, the truck? Well, for the, for the home. Yeah. What did he do? Well, I'm going to get to that. He was treated for leg and ankle injuries at a nearby hospital. His daughter and granddaughter were also inside when it happened. And Rhonda is okay as well, although she's sporting a pretty nasty black eye in her mugshot. But that didn't happen in the crash. So the boyfriend's ex heard about this and showed up to make sure her daughter and granddaughter were okay, and Rhonda grabbed her by the throat. So obviously this whole thing escalated because of sort of a love triangle with this guy's previous... Ah, yeah, the previous or one. Or baby mama. Ah, the previous. <laughs> and police that's, that's say... when things start yeah, to fall apart. Yeah, when you, when you start bringing the ex involved. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not good. Police say that's what led to the black eye. By the way, Rhonda is facing charges for attempted murder with that Mack truck well, where she ran over the mobile home with the guy standing on the porch. I got to tell you, uh, I don't think mobile homes fare that well when it comes to a mobile home Mack truck standoff. I don't think they're designed for impact. By the way, this happened as part of Memorial Day activities. It was happened at 3.45 in the morning. Was I'm, this one of those situations where it wasn't really about a love triangle, but maybe one somebody brought like that three-bean salad or the carrots with the raisins inside, and that's when they say, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to destroy this place. Or maybe bacon on a fish sandwich. Who knows? Well, see, but that sounds delicious. But that carrot thing with the raisins? Yeah. Oh, that's an act of aggression. Yeah, that's that, horrible. That is a sin to put that out. Yes. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's disgusting. Listen, I was talking about this with a friend uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. about the raisin salad with the. It's like slaw. It's like what broccoli and carrot slaw. Yeah, with, that's another with, one. Yeah. yeah, is that the one you're talking no, about? No, this what is just you? it's carrots. Sometimes people put like pineapple yes. in it and then raisins. It's horrible. In. Oh, God. It's, yeah, shredded, it's, shredded carrots. Now, I think you're talking about. Now right? think about yeah. that. Like think about. You've been to a, any re, any number of restaurants you've been to in your life. Yes. Who has served that as a side? Of course you're going to see macaroni salad. You'll see mac and cheese. Any number of different sides that uh, you might have at a summer barbecue. Who is... Nobody has that nobody. on a menu. Ponderosa. Nobody. Ponderosa had it in the... <laughs> In the buffet. I don't know. I've been to nearly every Ponderosa in this country, and I am pretty sure that I've never seen that at a Ponderosa. It's because Ponderosa used to like like to serve food that was almost delicious. It just shows you that you don't care to be at that barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like it really doesn't. Like, listen, look at all these other delicious things. What did you bring? Uh, diarrhea in a bowl. <laughs> Who would like some? Yeah. What's worse, that or ambrosia, by the way? Yeah, that's pretty bad, too. Mm. Ambrosia. Mm. I told you. That's how much I feel, by the way, about that. I I told you what to bring, but you decided to bring your crappy little BS salad. 
There was a. There, I used to live next to a, like a. It's not was it, it was like a retirement community, right? And this uh, this old lady would cook, would would make ambrosia, and you'd have to like eat it in front of her oh. because she would like bring. I'd be work working out in the backyard and uh, you know on a nice hot summer day and yeah, uh, I know. and uh, you know mean Jean would roll over with her uh, ambrosia. Hi, what was that? How's uh, it going? That is going to be. Uh, a song that Steve just referenced in just a couple of moments here. Actually, in three seconds, you're going to unleash the beauty that Steve just quoted from a moment ago. Here it is. You ready? Ah, it's How Much I Feel by Ambrosia. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't ah, the light sounds of Ambrosia. One more reason to drive a truck. <laughs> and uh, anyway, <laughs> through a domicile. <laughs> So uh, now that we've derailed everything, uh, would, uh, <laughs> I would have to eat uh, ambrosia on a nice hot, muggy summer day. Isn't that refreshing? God, who doesn't like what is it? Cream cheese or something and Jello? Mm. What is it? What's in ambrosia? Yeah. Like Marsh- marshmallow, I think. marshmallow, yeah, and, right. and but it's also some sort of like whipped and yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah, cream right. cheesy type of topping. Oh my it's god, disgusting! What were were Jello molds too complex for you? Me, 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 me. How is this not the biggest band in the world? <laughs> oh, that's right, because they sucked. It was a hit at one time. Yeah, I know. We had a very low, uh, we had a very low bar back then. When you name yourself after one of the world's worst dishes, <laughs> you get what's coming to you. They should have named themselves raw sewage. At least that one. <laughs> right. At least you could have related to that. Oh, the stuff that that lady makes with the Jello in it. I love it. Yeah. Six fifty-eight. We back. Steve and Dave. We got the one hundred and two-second sports next on Rock One Hundred and Two. Dell. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Have you ever talked to a hate-spewing racist? I have. You know what's interesting about a racist? They have no idea how stupid they sound, especially when they deny being a racist by blaming you for thinking they are one. I find that to be a fascinating yet disturbing flaw in their character. And yet, that's just what many of them do. For example, take a look at Josh Danielson of the New York Yankees. He's not only a racist, he's also an idiot who's swimming in a very deep ocean of denial. While still appealing his one-game suspension for making racist comments during t- uh, d- towards Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox, Josh Danielson is still on the field for the Yankees. And despite getting in trouble for making racist comments towards Anderson, for specifically referring to him as Jackie Robinson, who, as you know, broke the color barrier 75 years ago, Danielson decided to make the mistake of talking to reporters yesterday, during which Josh Danielson expressed his disappointment in his teammates for not coming to his defense. This includes Yankees manager Aaron Boone, who was quoted as saying, quote, this is just my opinion, but that's not somewhere he should be going. He's also been criticized by his own teammates, not just with the Yankees, but amongst teammates he played with in Oakland, Toronto, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Minnesota. And according to Danielson, he feels hurt that no one has shown him any support. And you know what? He's absolutely right. How's a racist supposed to enjoy his hateful agenda of ignorance and bigotry without a little backup from time to time? 
You can't expect a guy to cultivate his discriminatory belief system without some other like-minded jackasses perpetuating the same culturally inflammatory rhetoric, can you? I wouldn't think so. But even other racists are finding this guy to be a little hard to support right now. And I think that's saying something, because when other racists are aggressively avoiding you, then perhaps it's time for some serious self-evaluation. But hey, an MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman 16-gallon wet-dry vac is 100 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. So is the Craftsman 6-gallon pancake air compressor. Tons of tool deals right now at Rocky's. Check them out on the flyer. You'll find it in the store or on the app or at rockies.com. I'm Max. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 in the Rolling Stones. A back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Mm, a little bit of rain this afternoon, 30% chance or so, and highs in the high 70s for today. I uh, I had a cool day yesterday. I'll say. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, anytime you go look at that rock, it's uh, it's breathtaking. But it wasn't a rock. It was a rock a lobster. I wasn't ready to play that. That's all right. You don't have to. Um. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Plymouth Rock for the second time in my life uh, with my daughter's field trip yesterday. Uh, the first time I went was with my other daughter's field trip when she was going through. So now you've balanced it out. We have balanced it out, and uh, it was uh, it was quite the day. The good thing is I didn't have to ride the bus with the kids. I, oh. st- I still don't understand this. Why? I, I, why you were not on the bus? Yeah, if you're the chaperone, you're supposed to be on the bus, right? No. Uh, they uh, Here's the problem. With uh, the pandemic and everything, uh, they weren't allowed to go to, to Plymouth Rock on their yearly field trip that they, that they take there. So it was not only just a third grade class, it was a third and fourth grade classes. Gotcha. So there were so many kids... There wasn't enough room on the buses for all the chaperones ah. because you have teachers going as well. Yeah. So you fill up all those seats, and they say, well, you can still be a chaperone. Unfortunately, you will have to drive yourself. Uh, how many other parents were on the trip? Uh, quite a few, actually. There was probably <laughs> like at least a dozen, See, I, I would say. It used to be there only you'd get only one or two maybe yeah. bra- brave enough to volunteer for something like that. Now it's like... Hey, I'll take the day off. We, we, we talked about this uh, the other day. It's like, uh, you know, I don't remember there being ever more than three chaperones. Yeah. And the bus is where you needed the most amount of chaperones. Sure. That's true, uh, because all the kids acting up. But they had plenty of teachers and, and all that stuff on, on the bus to begin with. All but right. it was nice not having to ride the bus and then having to smell, you know, the toilet in the back. Yes. You know, it's always the... It smells like a bit like a like a porta potty on those things. Well, yeah, we joked about it yesterday when you weren't here, yeah. and I was saying I did this one time, and somebody barfed on the bus. Uh. Bax was saying, you know, it's not like you can call the janitor for what was the phrase you were using there? About? Uh, the barf dust. The barf dust. Yeah, the pink stuff. Yeah, they don't have that on the bus usually. No, no they usually don't carry that, uh, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was nice to not have to sit there. <laughs> I bet. And, and and ride on uh, on the bus. Not yeah. not to say I wouldn't want to. 
have sat with those little darlings. Number the noise yeah. level on a, on a bus on a field yeah. trip is usually outrageous. Yeah, so it was uh, it was three dudes. It was me and two other dads uh, took my truck uh, out to Plymouth. Oh, you carpooled too. We carpooled mm. and or truck pooled. Uh, yeah, and we uh, we 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 got to, we we took turns driving. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy drove out there, and then I drove back, and uh, nice. it worked it worked out well. That's good. Um, do you make new friends with your new uh, par- parental buddies there? Or do you know these guys? I, anyway? I know these guys anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know. Very uh, somewhat enjoyable people to be around. <laughs> these two, uh, because we go through the, we get there to the. Uh, we're we're obviously early. We're there before the bus okay. because the bus, you know, is sure. taking its time. And then the, uh, the buses get there, and we're waiting, and we get on the Mayflower Two, which is the that's the recreation reconstructed, ah. w- which was. Not built until like 1956. Like it's it actually it's, was out of when I went last yeah. time. It was out of commission because it was being refurbished. Okay, well it's uh it's been furbished and uh, it is quite the sight. Nice furbishing. Yeah, and you know it's like you go on and they're telling you how like a hundred people were on this thing, and I'm like, how do you fit a hundred people on this thing? And then you think about it, people's body frames were a hell of a lot smaller yeah. back in those times. Yeah, you look at yeah. houses and the ceilings were lower, yeah. the door frames were smaller, everything yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not a lot of fat Puritans on that uh, on that boat. What no. happened to us as a society? And then uh, even even the homes on the, uh, the Plymouth Plantation, which isn't called Plymouth Plantation anymore because they took away the whole plantation name. The negative mm-hmm. connotation of and a plantation. it is called, uh, let me see if I... Uh, it's called the Patuxet, the Patuxet Museum. Okay, because that was the Native American tribe that mm-hmm. was was there. Right. So they changed that. Get this: there's no Native Americans doing the, the displays and or the demonstrations anymore. Uh, lack of people to work. I don't know if it's a lack of people to work, but it was kind of like uh, that was the whole idea of this thing was to have people who were authentic and sure. were part of the culture mm-hmm. and uh, you know had the uh, connections to that the, yeah. that group of, of Native Americans, and it was uh, it was just like uh, it was Jill Jill the you know the person that works for the the place was doing the demonstration. <sighs> well, you know, I think uh, there's a generational thing that yeah. that's happened over there. The last time I was there, there was like one old guy who I remember being there from high school when he had yeah. both of his legs and uh, mm. he kind of let himself go. I think it was the <laughs> diabetes. Oh. Anyway, uh, he had been there and then I think I don't think that guy lasted very much longer after that field trip and it was just nothing but kids other than him, like, you know, high school kids, you know, like, you know, doing part-time work to, yeah. you know, to pay for college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how many... Uh, Kids want that job anymore? Yeah, I don't think there's uh, there's too many of them. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, one of the, when they do they gave you the intro movie or the ad for the gift shop, if you will. Right. Uh, when they give you the intro movie, they have the one one of the ladies in the in the movie is is working there. Sure. And I said, "Hey, I know you. You were in the film when we got here." Yeah. She goes, "I was." How about that? Yeah, how about that? Uh, That's good. When you say the kids don't want that job anymore, kids don't want any job anymore no, they, they want a career right away well news for you kids you got to work some jobs before you get a career that's just the way it works that's how that's how it worked back then that's still in, the way in the, it in works the pil- in 1620 yes well gotta, work, gotta work your way up to being a full-time uh, pilgrim making cornbread right. on the fire exactly. i can't speak to the uh, mentality of the young people uh in the workforce today mm. uh, but uh it i 
as boring as it may sound, it's actually very interesting because, you know, if you think about it, I was saying yesterday, in 400 years from now, is someone going to be walking around my house going, oh, uh, look, uh, look at the bong he left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a hard this time guy imagining. smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. How do we know yeah. it's the original bong? Yeah, it I, might be one that yeah. was just placed in <laughs> Yeah, is this a replica <laughs> right, bong exactly. from, 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 from 2022? <laughs> this is a bong that Mr. Nagel, when he yeah. was alive, fashioned out of what was then known as PVC piping. Mm. And, and it's just <laughs> a, it's just odd to, to, to like you know kind of think about that. Uh, you know what is it going to be like 400 years from now yeah. uh, doing D- don't take this the wrong way yeah. i'm not sure you're going to be uh, memorialized as uh, in a museum but that's what i mean i'm like you know wh- what who is going to be memorialized 400 years from now you think about that we're just the uh, little specks in this little universe here wow. uh, but what about do when you try yeah, yeah it's a great right. question to ask yourself while you're high and what you weren't yeah. yesterday <laughs> while you were chaperoning the kid. No, but I wish I no, I wish I had. But here's what happened. Yeah. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my uh, one of the, uh, the the parent buddies, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Norm, right? Norm. Uh, his he's we go into this theater uh, to watch the intro movie or gift shop ad. Right. And um, we go into this theater to sit down. And now he's he's in a row with his group. And I'm in a row with my group, right? Okay. And, and and we sit down, and then all of a sudden he goes, he he pulls out this empty wine bottle from under the seat wow. in the theater. Yeah. It was like it was a single serve, uh, barefoot wine bottle. Okay. okay. Empty. Yeah. Under the seat in this theater. Sure. Not his. Not his. Not his. And I said, and he goes, look what I just found. And I go, oh, let me see that. I want to take a picture of it. So I'm taking a picture of this wine bottle. Now, meanwhile, a teacher comes over and says, Steve, what are you doing? Like like I like I was drinking this wine in the theater, and I'm like, no, Ms. McCall, Norm did it. Norm gave it to me. And, and then he turns around and goes, I swear I had nothing to do oh. with it. And he was like throwing me under the bus. Wow. So now I look like the drunk on the Plymouth Rock trip. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, and then uh, there was like a lot of explaining I had to do. This isn't my bottle of wine, and this, it kind of hit me though. What? I was going to say this sounds like the kind of thing that third and fourth graders would argue yeah. with their teacher. Yeah, this isn't my wine bottle. Steve um, Nagel, Steve Nagel, no longer allowed to chaperone uh, school events. Well, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. I'm like, don't throw me under the bus, right? and I'm like, you big jerk, <laughs> trying to get me in trouble on the field trip. Um, but it, but it was like uh, it hit me. I'm going, wow! How sad is this that somebody had that big of a problem mm-hmm. that because the, listen, it's not like <laughs> it's not like regular people are just walking in there all the time. That place is like solely made for field trips. Yeah, like, right. You know, so there's groups of field trips going in there, and you got to think how bad was somebody's alcoholism that they needed they felt they needed to drink wine <laughs> if i'm going to get through this day and lord hope lord help me that i do uh, i'm going to need at least a bottle of barefoot maybe it was david LaBeouf. it could have been david LaBeouf. you know yeah. he had those nip bottles maybe he had the barefoot wine yeah, as well. had, then he had like a, like he had wine by the can yes yeah that's right maybe and, it was him and then uh, uh you know the name of the building is named after a, a famous it's the Henry Hornblower the Second Visitor Center. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's a junior, which means his dad taught him all about hornblowing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think we should call this show the Back Stephen Hornblower Show. Yeah, I like nope. that. Wait, but isn't uh, isn't Sloppy Nuts already my name? How are you going to give? Are you going to give me a, a nickname a week? Then? No, no I, yeah, combined. why not? <laughs> sloppy Nuts Hornblower. It's okay. got a real good. Yeah. Got right. a real good it's mix. Sloppy to it. Nuts Hornblower, <laughs> and you can put that in Mass Live one of these days, and okay. I'm sure they'll put it down. <laughs> writing it down as we speak. So great trip to Plymouth Plantation. <laughs> it's 7:24. Can't back, call it Plantation with Back Steve and Sloppy Nuts Hornblower on okay. Rock 102. GG Inks Scream. It's uh, 726 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. You know, I went to Plymouth Rock years ago. Mm-hmm. Steve just got back from his excursion yesterday. I went with my wife, who was pregnant at the time, mm-hmm. Dash's mom. So it would have been 1980, I guess 86, the summer of 86 before Dash was born. Hey, didn't that kid just get married? Yes. Yeah, Good memory. Good memory. And all I remember was the rock itself, mm-hmm. and there was no Mayflower, whatever you guys were talking about, because either it was... Being built or it was refurbished, refurbished or, yeah, or somewhere, something. Probably they closed. take it down to Mystic Seaport a lot, too. Okay. But anyway, all I remember was the rock itself being very unimpressed. And then we also went to the plantation, which no longer could be called the plantation. Right. And saw the actors as the pilgrims. I remember zero about that whole thing. So you probably had a lot better time than I did back in the mid-'80s. Well, I mean, it's... It, it, I find it fascinating that we've come this far with technology and all that stuff from in in a span of 400 years mm-hmm. and you think about like you know how many thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. since like a like an ice age or or millions of years or you know that that's like a way longer amount of time but 400 years in the grand scheme of things isn't that long did you get to the uh, the grist mill uh no it's, we had to skip the grist mill because there was <sighs> Something with the traffic and the bus didn't show uh, up on time, boy, and, uh, and then yeah. we had to, and then we had to wait. We had to wait. To, we the, since the bus didn't get there on time, that that pushed our itinerary back for the Mayflower too, and uh, you know. But it was. Uh, you're saying overall it was a good time. Did being the guy that wrote the trivia questions for Dixie Cups, did you learn one factoid? You could like I could turn into my next round of. Uh, yeah, you... actually, uh, my daughter was in one of the little uh, the little homes, the mm-hmm. little pilgrim homes on the plantation, and uh, she said, "Hey, how come there's these chains in these fireplaces?" And I said, "When they uh, came here back uh, 400 years ago, they said, you know what? 400 years from now, there's going to be misbehaving children on a field trip." <laughs> Walking right through this very house, <laughs> and they're going to need to be chained up at some point. Oh, yeah. and that's why there's chains in the fireplace. Quick thinking. Well, yeah. The more you know. Mm-hmm. How about that? All yeah. right. Yeah. And it, it, there's all kinds of things. Did <laughs> you know that the, the first Motel 6 uh, was built after the Pilgrims sailed up Route 3? No, I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know. Back, I, yeah. Really? Back, back then it was a Motel 5, but, you know. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah was, but they had to expand exactly. to, uh, to accommodate <laughs> more business. The, the settlers. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies this morning. Some patchy fog here and there will give way to a little bit of sunshine this afternoon. It'll be warmer with highs in the middle and upper 70s, a touch of mugginess and can't roll out a spot shower. For tonight, cloudy skies with a few showers around. Temperatures fall to around 60. For tomorrow, early morning showers giving way to developing sunshine by the afternoon. High temperatures in the middle and upper 70s, turning less humid. And Saturday and Sunday both look beautiful. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs in the middle and upper 70s on Saturday with a bit of a breeze. And for Sunday, mostly sunny skies. Highs in the low to mid 70s. With your Western Mass News First Alert Forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Hey, here's a crazy idea. Cake that you can drink. 
Well, it's called the Dunkin' Cake Batter Signature Latte, and I'm going to try one after the show today. Why wouldn't you? Bold espresso, cake batter flavor, a mocha drizzle, and sprinkles, too. They're pushing the boundaries of deliciousness like never before. Yes, I'm going to try one, and you can, too. Introducing the Dunkin' Cake Batter Signature Latte. Mission accomplished, everybody. America runs on Dunkin'. Coming in at five foot three inches, it's number one mom. She switched to Xfinity and got the all-new three-for-one bundle, unlimited internet, streaming, and Xfinity Mobile, all for what you could pay wireless companies for just one 5G unlimited line. Boom, shakalaka. That's why they call her the master of moolah, the sultan of savings, the queen of cash. And now, also with Xfinity Internet, you can get unlimited data, Wi-Fi equipment, and a free Flex 4K streaming box included with a two-year rate guarantee and no-term contract. All for just $30 per month when you add an Xfinity mobile plan at regular rates. Go to Xfinity.com slash 3-for-1, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. New performance pro internet, 300 megabits per second customers only. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity Internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices. Join us Saturday, June 4th for Pets Rock at Drunken Rabbit Brewing in South Hadley. Live music, craft beers, awesome food, great raffles, crafters, games, and more. All to benefit the T.J. O'Connor Adoption Center. Tickets are just 25 bucks, And if you get them online, you'll receive an event t-shirt and a token for a beer. Tickets are also available the day of the event. Pets Rock, Saturday, June 4th, noon till 4, at Drunken Rabbit Brewing in South Hadley. Buy tickets online at tjofoundation.org. That's tjofoundation.org. Your Springfield Thunderbirds have made the AHL's Final Four. Come and cheer them on Saturday, June 4th for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Laval Rocket. Buck Drop is set for 7.35. Arrive early for a block party at the Shops at Marketplace featuring the 1220 band. Party runs from 5 to 7. Once inside, pick up a T-Birds poster souvenir and enjoy $2 domestic drafts and $2 sodas through the end of the first. Then come back Sunday, June 5th for Game 2 against Laval. Puck Drops at 5. Visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. It's 7.32, time for news, brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 off the cost of labor during Yankee Home's Thank You America sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news. Here's Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. Thank you. Big deal at Elias Brookings Elementary School. Now, Elias Brookings Apartment Building on Hancock Street. Yesterday, 11 years to the date of the tornado that tore through Springfield. Guest speakers were at the grand opening yesterday, including Richard Neal and Dom Sarno. You know, I'd love to know what they uh, they look like inside. You, you ever go into the, uh, the condos at uh, the old classical high school? Ye no, I haven't. Freaking beautiful. Yeah, I'm it's sure a, they are. Yeah, it's a beautiful building to. I mean, it was a beautiful building to begin with as a school, but when they, you know, they converted that into condos, those are nice places. I wonder how they did uh, over at Brookings. Well, if you looked at the video, and by the way, MassLive.com does have a video of Mayor Sarno and State Rep Richard Neal speaking in the community room of the apartment building that used to be a basketball court at the elementary school now being turned into a beautiful community space that the residents can use at the Elias Brookings apartment building now on Hancock Street. A Connecticut man sentenced Wednesday yesterday to two years of probation after pleading guilty to paying nearly 70000 bucks in kickbacks 
for contracts awarded by a former vice president of American International College. Stephen DiNapoli of Wilton, Connecticut, 42 years old, he had launched an environmental inspections company and was struggling to get it off the ground when he was introduced to one Floyd Young, who was a facilities management executive at several universities, including AIC, from 2013 to 2016. So they conspired together. They're both in trouble. Floyd had previously pleaded guilty and is awaiting awaiting sentencing, while DiNapoli also pleading guilty yesterday. Masterminding the pay-to-play scheme in which he demanded 15% of kickbacks for lucrative contracts he awarded to vendors, paying the bribes from 2013 to 2019. Nearly a half a million dollars in contracts, by the way. Wow. AIC, Cornell University, and the exclusive Cooper Union in New York City. Hmm. How about that? Yes, very complicated deal, but bottom line is you can't run a kickback scheme and expect to get away with it, especially in Springfield. I wish I had that kind of creativity. I would love to be able to do some kickbacks or some sort of some sort of scam where I was defrauding people but could get, you know, away with it. It's just not uh, just not in me. What are, you, what are you talking about? We are the kickback city of America. Yeah, but 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 I benefit uh, I'd never benefit from any of that. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, this guy gets a little bit, a uh, little bit of kickback. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some other guy gets some kickbacks. I don't get no kickback. I would love a kickback. I get uh, kickbacks from selling Rock 102 T-shirts. I have never sold any of my Rock 102 T-shirts. Well, I don't even, know why. Even though they're free, I sell them. And I was like, oh no, 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 this is a special batch. You need to give me twenty dollars a piece with your <laughs> DNA on it. That's why I'm always asking the lady upstairs to mm-hmm. give me more shirts. Oh, I, I've got some old shirts that are now uh, defunct that uh, yeah. could use could use a new home. A little antiquated shirts. Oh, I'd say. Yeah. Hey, good news for vets here in Springfield. <laughs> those, the Dake- Re- those Rebecca Wild shirts were awesome. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, the Dakin Humane <laughs> Society announcing yesterday it's received a grant of a quarter million dollars that will be used to create a pet health center at its Union Street Animal Shelter in the south end of Springfield. The new center will offer veterinary care for cats and dogs and non-emergency services, including physicals, vaccinations, and routine medical and dental surgeries. It's expected to be in operation sometime later this summer. Yeah, Pat Kelly had a, a dog in here yesterday because uh, I believe uh, TGO brings uh, you know, dogs like once a week or once every other week. Damn cute dog. If you're going to get a dog or a cat, those place, those are the places to go. Not not necessarily through, you don't want to go through a puppy mill or something like that. Or, oh, I love puppy mills. No, I know they're fun, but uh, they're not uh, they're not the healthiest, best, most humane place to get a dog. But Dakin, TJ, TJO, there are great dogs to be uh, adopted at those facilities. The gift of the quarter million dollars that I mentioned was provided by a nonprofit was created to help provide care for animals, in particular dogs and cats. So if you've got a dog or a cat in Springfield, you may benefit from the services at the newly created Pet Health Center, which will be opening later this summer. Our dog was gotten at uh, Dakin. He turned out to be a a pretty damn fine dog. Always should rescue a dog if you can, by the way. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Rescue a dog. That's the the best way to go. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Pay uh, $5,000 for it out of a puppy mill. No, that's that's that, the way to go. Especially a dog with kennel cough, because that's good for a dog, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had kennel cough once, and I was taking the medication uh, of Smuckers. 
Well, you had the same symptoms. Oh, of course we did. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go see a vet to get that taken care of. (laughs) Bax, you recently dined at Jackalope, right? I did. And uh, part of the, uh, you know, downtown dinner scene in Springfield, along with Dewey's Jazz Lounge and uh, Theodore's and others. But now there's going to be a new place. Chris McKiernan, the owner of the Springfield Sushi and Ramen Restaurant, Barkaya, is partnering with property manager Matt Hubney in the opening of Osteria, an Italian tapas and wine bar. Now, I didn't realize you could have Italian tapas. I thought tapas was... Hispanic um, in nature. T- tapas is, is more like a like a style of of serving food mm-hmm. as opposed to the actual food. It's, I mean, you can anything with like you know small shareable plates. Mm-hmm. You could say, well, that's you know tapas style. Osteria, which is Italian for tavern, will have food and wine that a whole table can share. Guests can expect to dine on, for instance, Italian homemade pasta dishes as well as some smaller Mediterranean mm. influenced plates. This is the old uh, Cafe Manhattan. Ah. Which is, and, and this, here's why this is really important because, you know, all the, there's been a bunch of new restaurants going up on Worthington Street, mm-hmm. but Bridge Street, the street on you know, the, the, the other, other side. side of it, has, you know, a lot of those businesses have been shuttered for a long time. Mm-hmm. So to see somebody go into the Cafe Manhattan uh, location is really, really cool. Yeah. 301 Bridge Street, to be exact. Bax, That's it. Good call. Meantime, White Hut, as long as we're talking about food, the West Springfield hamburger and hot dog stand that opened in what year? Anyone? 1936. Close, Bax. 1939. They're going to open a food trailer at Enlight Cannabis in Northampton. Oh, my God. Yeah, Can you I don't, imagine? And I don't understand. And good for them, because I don't understand why a lot more people don't do that. Combo I was down, between, yes, right? I was down uh, at uh, Richard's Grinders in West Springfield, right? Yeah. Uh, probably about like a month and a half ago. And I'm getting a sandwich there. And there's a dispensary behind the building, like down the street. There's a, in that area where, oh, that's ga- right. that's where yeah. Gate 9 is at the Big E. Yeah. And if you go off to the left, instead of going into the gate, there's a dispensary down the other end. And I said to the owner, uh, Brian, I said, dude, you, you, you're not doing yourself any favors by not having a sign coming the other way going, hey, uh, get your munchies here because right. uh, that it's marketing. You got to market it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's a lot of hungry people coming out of those dispensaries. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't uh, have a you should have you should have a drive by sandwich kiosk i'm telling you like pre-made sandwiches so this is this is why so you know the the bean restaurant group which is you know andy yee's family yeah. uh you know edison and uh edison yee and uh and peter picknelly you know <laughs> these guys know what the hell we're doing yeah it's all about location and they know this and so what better way what better thing is there than to own a burger place Feet away from a dispensary where people yeah. are high off the bejesus and they've all got the munchies. Uh, technically, nobody's high coming out of a dispensary. Okay, but you know what I'm saying. But again, uh, I when, when I go shopping, I pick out things. When, I'm like, hmm, that's going to be really tasty later mm-hmm. while I'm stoned. There you go. Like You, gotta, you pick and choose your meals beforehand oh, yeah. so you have them ready to go. They're ready, ready to get high meals. Well, this joint project. Ooh, joint. See Listen what I did you, there? I see what you did uh-huh. there. And, and, and you nailed it, Bax. Nicely but, done, Sloppy Nuts Unblower. Appreciate that. The combination between Mr. Picknelly and the Yee family. Yep. They do own and light cannabis, and they do own White Hut. Putting them together, the grand opening today in Northampton. 
Sweet. So look forward to that. Meantime, the last surviving Howard Johnson's has closed. Oh, I was hoping to stay there. The final location was in Lake George, New York. It lasted 70 years. Hojo's first opened in 1925. By mid-century, it was very recognizable all across the United States with the orange roof and 28 types of ice cream peaking in the late 60s and early 70s with around 1,000 locations nationwide. Howard Johnson's was a big deal when we were a kid. Yeah. That, was a, that was a place we would go. Well, I loved it specifically for the, the clams, right? The fried clams? Oh, oh fried clams. The best. Yeah, the best. The fried clams. Yes. But no more. If you were planning a road trip to the Howard Johnson's in Lake George, New York, it's now closed. Remember the last time Springfield had a Howard Johnson's? <sighs> Where was the last Howard Johnson's in Springfield? Uh, over on Boston Road, and I believe it was a uh, it was frequented by Mr. Uh, Alfred Gaynor. Yes. You remember that? I do. Yeah. That was a very dark time in the city of Springfield. <laughs> Alfred Gaynor is uh, one of the city's uh, notorious serial killers, mm. uh, who, uh, by the way, now lived not too uh, too far from where uh, we were living at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah. it was a very uh, scary time here. In the he was city a very scary man. Yeah, very scary. Continues man. to be, in fact. Mm-hmm. Seven forty three with back Steve and uh, what was my name again? Uh, well, it's your name, Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. Thank you. <laughs> And we'll be right back with Now Hear This, including a fact from the final day of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard hearings that you might not be familiar with. Stay tuned. All those details straight ahead on Rock 102. The kids are getting so big. Yeah. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 750 and Bad Company with back Steve and Sloppy Nuts Hornblower on Rock 102. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, it's, a good, a, it's a good one. Me too. It yeah. is. Uh, hey, it's uh, going to be cloudy today, a high of 77. It's 59 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Shelterfest 2022 is happening this Sunday, and Rock 102 wants you to send you to the, send you to the show. Uh, it's at the Springfield Elks on Tiffany Street in Springfield. Bon Jersey will lead a lineup of great musical acts to raise money for the Friends of the Homeless Emergency Shelter. Uh, Dan Williams is going to be giving away tickets all this week, and tickets will be available at cso.org slash Fest, so it's a great chance to uh, to see a, a, a great sh- a great bunch of shows for a great cause. Shelter Fest 2022 from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, look at the time, 7:51. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Floppy nuts, armblower. Thank you. Yesterday, schools across the Bay State stood in solidarity with the community of Uvalde, Texas. It was all part of the Massachusetts Teachers Association's, quote, day of rage, morning, and action. Western Mass News spoke with Tracy Little Sazanecki, who is the president of the Springfield Education Association and a board member of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, about this big day. All of us wear black shirts, walk in together walk out together. Some um, schools put 21 chairs out um, in remembrance of the students and faculty that lost their lives. All well and good. Sounds like a, you know, sort of a display of solidarity and unity there Mm -hmm. with some, you know, some touchstones for the community to look after. 
Now, Western Mass News also spoke with Roberto Christian, a school counselor at Putnam Vocational Technical Academy, and he delivered a few more of the highlights about what they tried to do yesterday. We talk about keeping communication and identify children that are in need or families that are in need and be more proactive. We even had a training on how to identify people that were having self-harm that was done through the city. We had a whole bunch of teachers doing it. Roberto Christian interviewed by Western Mass News yesterday. Make you feel better about uh, well, I life mean, in schools? It, 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 it does. Um, you know, I mean, there's more awareness of it, but right. you know, awareness was already there. And yeah, you, know, you, you you like to hope that these kinds of things help to solve the problem. I don't know if they do, but it, you know, it's. it's well, I, I'll tell you, I don't feel better about it, only because you you put yourself in the shoes of a kid. Right. The kid, uh, you know, kids. This is what they worry about. This is the kind of thing that they worry about because it's become such a mainstream issue. Now, when you're looking for real-life solutions, and these are more just sort of suggestions on how to deal with your feelings and... Well, because what else is there to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, What's the other solution? Right. All that there stuff is, is no solution to all it. All that stuff is important. Every bit of it is, is important. But what is also important is trying to address these situations in a way that actually prevents them from happening at all that's the way they can do that right i agree this this goes beyond what the schools can do i saw a video of a superintendent from some school yesterday not here in massachusetts displaying how you can use a common classroom chair to lock the door and it's one of those doors that has sort of a latch that goes up and down and he was demonstrating how if you turn the chair in a certain position where you jam one of the uh What's the four? What are the the, the four legs of the chair right. in, into the actual um, the handle. handle of the door? Yeah. you can lock it from the inside so that nobody can enter that door from the outside. It would take obviously a quick thinking individual to utilize that tactic, but pretty powerful. Yeah, I, I, the fact that we even have to talk about yeah, that. I know. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's upsetting. It really is. Yeah. Mm. Clip number two. From the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And there's a factoid in here that I never knew before. Here you go. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against John C. Depp II, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. So John C. Depp was the big winner yesterday. And I never knew about his middle name. You checked it, right, Pax? It's Christopher. Yeah. Who knew that? I didn't. Um, well, I mean, I found it on Wikipedia, which is a website which has all kinds of accurate information. Oh, the, there's nothing more accurate than a Wikipedia page. I was happy for uh, for Johnny yesterday. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know emotional, narcissistic abuse uh, does not uh, delineate between the genders. They're Forty-eight percent of men and women experience emotional abuse in their in their lifetime. It's even. The difference is that most men don't report when it happens to them. True. And so, if this shines a little bit of light on that, then good. Did you ever see the movie Disclosure with Michael Douglas, <clears throat> where he was sexually abused at the workplace by Demi Moore? Yes, I did. And he was told by. Some of his colleagues work, hey, sit back and enjoy it, man. Look at her, man. And it's still abuse. It is. But it, 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 but, but sexual abuse is, uh, is, 
is a little bit easier for people to understand than emotional abuse, which right. a lot of people just you know simply don't don't get how damaging that can be. Well, I think a lot of people were on Johnny Depp's side, and by the way, good on him, like you were saying. I love the pictures of him driving away in the limo, just waving at the crowd, smiling at his big victory yesterday. Clip number three from the match last night. This was that special golf match with the four famous quarterbacks, including Tom Brady, who teamed up with Aaron Rodgers for a big victory, and it came down to the final hole. All right, so it comes down to uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Can one of them make a putt and win the match? Uh, I think one of these two going to make it. Aaron Rodgers. I think he makes this. I told you, I think one of them will. Oh, my. And he just oh the call by TNT there with Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley and Trevor Immelman as Aaron Rodgers poured in a putt on the final hole to propel he and Tom Brady to victory. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a wordsmith Charles Barkley is. Oh, yes. Did you see any of it, by the way? I didn't, actually. I no. watched probably two or three holes before I became so bored I was yawning and went to sleep. So it did have the good effect of putting me to sleep last night. By the way, uh, just to go back to that uh, school thing yes. with the chair you were talking about, the yes. teacher wrote in and said uh, all the doors are different, so sure. they shoot up the door and the chair doesn't mean a thing. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But hey, tips. Here's some tips to keep yourself from getting shot. Mm. Just put one of these flimsy chairs in front of a door. Yep. <laughs> Crappy pro-life tips. Yep. That should uh, That'll help. 7.58 with the back, Steve and Dave. We've got the 102-second sports next. And then we have Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds, joining us on a Thunderbird Thursday here at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, tonight is game one of the NBA Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Of course, tip-off on the West Coast is at 9 o'clock tonight, which is well past my bedtime. Nevertheless, the Finals get underway tonight, and I think that's pretty exciting stuff. And while I could dissect all the various matchups in this series, I'm going to leave that in the hands of actual experts. Today, however, I'd like to draw your attention to Boston Celtics shooting guard Jalen Brown. Jalen, of course, averaging 23.6 points per game this season, seven points ahead of his career average. He's had a terrific season, and now he's just four wins away from his first NBA championship. So why am I focused on Jalen Brown? Because Jalen has just become the very first NBA player to sign an agreement with Donda Sports, the sports marketing firm that's currently owned by Kanye West. According to Jalen Brown, he expects this to be a beautiful collaboration, saying, quote, it was time. Anytime I make a life decision, I contemplate, I think about things deeply, and from what I want to do, the mission I want to get accomplished, it was the right decision. Now, there is no question that Kanye West is a notoriously adept businessman with a wide range of financial interests. But a guy only needs to spend a few minutes of keeping up with the Kardashians to know that Kanye might be slightly erratic and prone to occasional bouts of paranoia, suicidal ideation, and periodic outbursts of psychotic behavior. From a business perspective, Kanye's a pretty smart fella. But there's also a lot of baggage involved here, like Bradley Airport doesn't handle baggage of that sort of volume. And yet, despite all the many public issues that Kanye has expressed over the last few years, Jalen Brown has reached the conclusion that, hey, you know what? That's my kind of guy. 
Frankly, I prefer Jalen to focus on beating Golden State than whether his personal branding should be managed by a guy who might need hospitalization. I just hope that Jalen did this homework and knows what the hell he's getting himself into because this could end very badly. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you can call your butcher and ask him about grilling steaks. Or you can also talk to the guy who's selling you the grills. Talk to Jack at the East Lawman or Rockies. Whether it's the Weber grills, the Big Green Eggs, or the Traeger Woodfire grills, Jack knows grills. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Billy Squire with... Back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy with a high of 77 today. It's 60 in downtown Springfield. Perfect hockey weather, right? Uh, yes, it's always perfect hockey weather. <laughs> uh, thankfully, they're not playing outdoors, so that's uh, that's good. On the phones right now from the Springfield Thunderbirds, uh, it's Tommy Cross. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, guys. I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Good. Hey, listen, uh, something happened. I know I missed last week because I was out sick, but uh, something happened in the previous series against the Charlotte Checkers, and it happened right in front of my eyes. Scott Cohen and I were at the game, and I wanted to ask you about it, Tommy. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's go far away. All right, so uh, I was – I forget which side of the arena I was on, but it, it happened in the second period where there was a huge goal mouth pileup. It looked like to me there were like four or five bodies right in the goal mouth. And maybe you remember this particular play. I don't know what led to it. You had to kind of unpile all the bodies. And then it looked like maybe there might be a fight. But you skated over to a couple of the opponents and kind of put your arm around a couple of them and had some words. You remember that incident? (laughs) I do, yeah. So what are you saying to guys like that on the other team? How does that all unfold? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the two players that I grabbed, but it was uh, two of the bigger guys on Charlotte, and yeah. they actually look—they look really, really similar. They're both really good players, um, but the way they skate, and they're both tall. So I said, "Hey, twins, come on here," and then that was it. They—they uh, weren't—they're uh, not tough, tough or anything. So uh, I felt comfortable grabbing them. But usually, it's usually pretty calm on the perimeter of uh, scuffles like that. So I wasn't worried about getting outmatched. Well, but, but was your initial reaction to try and, like, maybe prevent them from – or you were just kind of being a buddy and, like, you know, passing some time? No, I mean, basically you're just trying to keep them off the pile so that, you know, my our guys in the pile can kind of do whatever work they're doing down there. You don't want them to be <laughs> yeah. up, man. Even, even if that means that you now have created another pile of, of, uh, of guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just yeah. making piles and moving piles. Tommy, what lengths do you go to to protect your goaltender? Um, that's a, that's actually like a fine line that we talk about. And now that it's playoffs, you got to protect them, but also it can be an advantage if the other team takes a penalty around your goal and you don't retaliate, you know, then you go up on the man advantage. So it's, it's a fine line. You want to keep them out of the crease as much as possible, but, uh, you know, Hey, our goalies, they got a lot of pads on and they're big boys so they can handle themselves if they have to. Hold on a second. (laughs) 
Who are you and what did you do with Steve Nagel? What are you talking about? I <laughs> asked a legitimate question. Yeah, I thought I know. it was and it was a good question. It was a very good question. That he had a very good answer we've to. Been, we've been talking to Tommy since the, since February. What, you know, what happened to the stupid hockey jokes? Instead you're asking an actual valid hockey question over I, there. I don't remember anything about the last three months <laughs> at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh this is a professional show. I'm there a professional broadcaster. And that was a professional question, and thank you so much for your professional answer, sir. <laughs> wow. Wow. wow, I'm I'm stunned. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy, the, the 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 team has won six straight. I mean, you 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 blanked Charlotte, you shut down Wilkes-Barre, uh, and now you're facing Laval. Obviously, you can't go into this thinking you're just going to win, you know, four straight to end this. But that is a possibility. I mean, if you're, I mean, it, it is possible to blank these guys out. When you go into a series and you know that the likelihood of you continuing a winning streak like this is probably not going to happen, does it change the way you guys pre- prepare for a, a new series or or, it, or, or doesn't even factor into it? Um, you know what? It doesn't. I don't even, to be honest, I don't even think it factors in too much at this point because the playoffs is so different. The winning streaks and you don't really look at, you know, how many points you get for your wins and. It's more just about winning the series and staying in, in control of the series. So, um, and to be honest, looking back, like Game Three in Wilkes-Barre, we didn't play very well to start, so we almost saw that as like a not a loss, obviously, because we came back and won. But uh, and then same thing with Game Two against Charlotte, we didn't have a good, uh, we didn't play a good game. They outplayed us. So even though we got good results, we kind of looked at those as like you know, hey, we need to respond as if we had lost this game. So, I mean, it's nice to go through and and not have any losses in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we're expecting that against Laval. We're we're trying to win the series, whether that's four games to three or four games to one, whatever it takes. I think that's that's all we're focused on. And you got extensive information on these guys from Laval, by the way, and do they all speak French when they're on the ice, or, or do they speak a combination? <laughs> I, think they're, I think they have quite a few uh, French-speaking players. Uh, I know Montreal usually does, and, and I think Laval does too. Um, we know a fair amount about their team. We only saw them twice this year, but so far this week we've started talking about their personnel and their system, so we're starting to gear up for them. Uh, we got practice today, practice tomorrow, and then we'll be ready for Saturday. So I think some of it's just refreshing uh, refreshing the mind about you know who's on their team and, and the style that they play, and then and then we'll kind of devise a plan to try to to try to uh, outmaneuver them and give us an edge. You know, I'm I'm looking at their uh, at their roster. Uh, Laval, and it's uh, it's mostly Canadian, m- mostly you know Quebec and you know Sweden, Finland. I think there's only like four guys who are uh, you know, American mm-hmm. on uh, you know you know like USA born uh, players. How do you, you? I mean, it's I I gotta assume that you probably don't speak fluent French or uh, Swedish or Russian or whatever it may be. I mean, how do you guys uh, fight that? language barrier on the team or and do you know any swear words from those languages and, and could you please not tell them here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i knew I, I feel like those are the first words you learn from whether it's french or russian or different languages you you learn the swear words so i know a few of those but no i definitely don't speak uh i'm not fluent in any of those languages so i think in the locker room i think english for the most part is the the com you know the the meeting ground everyone speaks uh pretty good english and that's how everyone communicates but then you know, like on our team, a few of the Swedes will talk Swedish together, and a few of the Russians talk Russian together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, but for the most part, when coach addresses us uh, or when the referees address us, you know, it's all it's all in English. Hey, uh, next time you're trying to intimidate those French, uh, you're, you know, you're like, yeah, you're circling around them in the ice, and you're like, uh, you just say, and the French guy said, deodorant. What's that? <laughs> See, there you go. Because ah, yeah. the French don't yeah. know what that is, yeah. including the Canadians. <laughs> and you can just joke about them surrendering to you too. You can do that. Yeah. Right. Maybe not. Maybe All right. not. <laughs> so, so let me let me ask you this though, because I, mean, I I don't know much about Laval, and 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 I'm sure you guys you know have been uh, you know boning up on the on that team for quite a while now in preparation for this series. But as far as like uh, you know penalties and 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 their style of play, I mean, is this a, is this a tough physical team or are they like like Dave said, most Frenchmen are just going to roll over and let you run right run rough shot over them? <laughs> no, they're. They're a really, they're a really fast team. Uh, that's one of their trademarks. They're pretty relentless and um, they're pretty, they're pretty balanced. And uh, that's a, that's what I remember from playing them a few months back. And they've beat, they've beat two really good teams in playoffs. So we got a ton of, uh, ton of respect for their game. And then to add into that, um, the the atmosphere at their home rink in Laval is, uh, it's really, really, it's a hard place to play. They they've got uh, some good fans. They get good crowds. I think they sold out their rink already. So. That's a tough place to play on the road, so I think that's a big uh, that's a big factor for them. But hopefully, we can, you know, we play two games at home to start, which we're really thankful for. We're excited to play in front of our fans, who've been incredible, and then we go to there, we go to uh, Laval for three games. So early in the series, it usually uh, sets the tone, and um, so yeah, we got to get a jump on them at home. Well, we do know at least uh, you, you will we'll at least talk to you next week uh, at the at the at the very least because game three is is uh, Wednesday game four would be uh, Friday of next week. So uh, we will talk to you then, Tommy. Best of luck on uh, on Saturday and Sunday. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right, we appreciate it. Tommy Cross with the Springfield Thunderbirds. And I know you're going to get to the tickets, right? So I am going to get to the tickets. Before you do that, let me just say, great job from Steve out of the Thank legitimate yeah. hockey question. Nicely done. And oh, maybe right. can you do the same thing tomorrow when we have Boston Globe icon Bob Ryan to talk Celtics tomorrow, about this time tomorrow? Oh, don't put your expectations up any higher than they are Come right on, now, man. Dave. No, no, no. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's like a unicorn driving in the woods. <laughs> we do have a four-pack of uh, tickets for Saturday's game between uh, the Thunderbirds and Laval, the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. It's 821 on Rock 102. Rock Halen on Rock 102 with back Steve and Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. Good morning. <laughs> Um, Doesn't it feel good? Rolls right, in. rolls right off the tongue. You know, by this the way. is this is the kind of thing mm-hmm. that builds up a man's credibility with his audience. <laughs> Not mine, but somebody's no, probably. No, it, it totally yeah. does. Okay, totally. I'll take your word for it. By the way, that was Van Halen. Wolfgang Van Halen, Eddie's son, took to Twitter yesterday to trash this weekend's autopsy episode. Featuring his dad's death. Yeah, that's that's. Listen, was, I, I'm sure Wolfgang doesn't need to see any of that. Right, that's coming out on Reels R E E L Z this Sunday at 8 p.m. Autopsy: The Last Hours of Eddie Van Halen and Wolfie. Not very happy about that. The crap that people like are into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, 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 why is that? What's so special about this episode of an? It's not like you're trying to figure out. 
what he died. You're trying to figure out what he died from? I thought he, uh, uh, he let's was see. sick. Cancer, yeah, right? he had cancer. Yeah. He smoked too much yep. and drank too much. So what is the fascination with let's do an entire documentary on his autopsy? Because he's a star. When you die, Steve... Yeah, which will be many, many years from now, I'm sure. Uh, there are going to be some sort of special all about you that people are going to be interested in watching. No, I don't think anybody uh, will really care. I'm almost 100% convinced that a lot of people will not watch because <laughs> they just simply already can assume what killed Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, I'm not it's, watching. Yeah, I know that. And it was <clears throat> Sammy Hagar. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if Sammy's got that kind of fight in him. I really don't. Know. David Lee Roth though making a comeback. He was talking about that online the other day. I didn't see yeah, what the details uh, were, but apparently there there are some talks that he may do something with uh, Alex Van Halen. Oh. And, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, it's still very early mm. to make uh, to make that actual fact. Those are just rumors at this point. Okay. We got news, and it's coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies this morning, some patchy fog here and there. We'll give way to a little bit of sunshine this afternoon. It'll be warmer with highs in the middle and upper 70s, a touch of mugginess, and can't roll out a spot shower. For tonight, cloudy skies with a few showers around. Temperatures fall to around 60. For tomorrow, early morning showers giving way to developing sunshine by the afternoon. High temperatures in the middle and upper 70s, turning less humid. And Saturday and Sunday both look beautiful. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs in the middle and upper 70s on Saturday with a bit of a breeze. And for Sunday, mostly sunny skies. Highs in the low to mid 70s. With your Western Mass News First Alert Forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. As a building professional, you know how job sites can get a bit messy, causing loss of time and money. Kelly Fredette works hard to find the right products that can help you keep your project moving forward. That's why we offer Palite Trim Board. With Palite Trim Board's Everclear Protective Film, you can be assured that its surface will stay covered until your job is done, with less damage and less headache. And the color runs through the board, so no need to paint when you're finished. Visit a Kelly Fredette location today and see why it's time to build it better. These are the longest days of the year. Absolutely heavenly, especially if you're a gardener. Are you a gardener? Tell you what, pick up a six-pack of petunias and plant them in your backyard. Presto, you're a gardener. Make a stop at Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. How about a pot of tomatoes on your patio? How about a lush basil plant in your kitchen window box? Plant a little, plant a lot, but plant something. You're a gardener. Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. Mass Pike, Ludlow Exit, and turn right to Randall's. Mental health and addiction services are one of the fastest growing sectors in healthcare. Reimagine your career at MiraVista Behavioral Health Center, a new and growing healthcare organization located in Holyoke. We're looking for nurses, recovery specialists, admission coordinators, dietary and housekeeping team members. MiraVista offers competitive compensation and benefits and a caring work environment. Join us at our career fair on Thursday, June 9th. For more information, visit us at MiraVista Behavioral Health. Looking for somewhere to get your game on? Look no further. Look for Games and Friends on Boston Road in Springfield. Games and Friends is the place to get your Warhammer 40K games. Friday and Saturday, Magic the Gathering Nights and so much more. They also carry RPGs, collectible cards, and miniatures. Don't forget about their Sunday Family Board Game Day, too. All families and children welcome. Games and Friends has plenty of community space for in-store games and play. Check them out in-store or online at gamesandfriends.online. 8.33 on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. So, special day across the Bay State yesterday when it comes to schools. The 
solidarity show yesterday from the Massachusetts Teachers Association and their Day of Rage, Morning and Action. It was meant to show some support for the community of Uvalde, Texas, with all the problems they experienced recently. And Western Mass News spoke with, among others, the president of the Springfield Education Association and a board member of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, Tracy Little Sasanecki. All of us wear black shirts, walk in together, walk out together. Some um, schools put 21 chairs out um, in remembrance of the students and faculty that lost their lives. Some of what went went on here in the Bay State yesterday at schools across Massachusetts. A big deal at Elias Brookings Elementary School, which is now Elias Brookings Apartments on Hancock Street. The grand opening yesterday featured some guest speakers, including Richard Neal and Dom Sarno as they celebrated the next chapter of the Brookings story, 11 years to the date after the tornado that tore through Springfield and ruined that building and many others. So Elias Brookings Elementary School, now Elias Brookings Apartment Building. So, um, okay, so I'm looking at a mock-up. There's the uh, Davis Square Architects apparently uh, did this, and I'm I'm looking for pictures. I might, I might want to, might want to downsize. Yeah, I'd like to downsize a little bit. No, I need to upsize. By the way, I've got that very small, you know, one room apartment in Enfield. Maybe I could go for a one bedroom at Elias Brookings apartment building on Hancock Street. You have any furniture in that place? Very little. I got a couch. I got a bed. I got a desk. That's about it. How many like uh, outdoor patio deck chairs used for the indoors? Nothing. Nothing. I have legitimate furniture. You know what? You know what? Uh, which would be great. And I know you're not going to get one uh, closer. But you know, for a single guy like for you, like you mm-hmm. or you know, cheap people like uh, me and Steve, <laughs> um, it would be kind of nice to have a IKEA slightly closer than New Haven. Well, that's where the IKEA is that I got a lot of my furniture. Yeah, actually, I, I mean New Haven is. I mean, it's still a, a bit yeah, of a haul. It it's kind of nice to have something uh, you know closer, so that you can uh, you know put together your own furniture with an Allen wrench and vague instructions. I mean, I would personally like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was uh, you know, when I had my sad divorce guy apartment, mm-hmm. I got myself a a bed mm-hmm. from IKEA. Yep. And uh, what you do is you go. Uh, you go through the showrooms and you say, "Well, I, I like that bed. That bed looks like a like it'd be perfect for a sad and lonely divorced guy like myself." Right. So I go get the uh, the bed. Right. So you go into the warehouse section of the store yep. and you you pick up the boxes that Correct. are associated with that bed. Yep. So I bring it home to my uh, to the sad divorced guy apartment. Mm-hmm. I start putting it together, and then what I realize uh, towards the end of the uh, construction of this project is. I'm missing a piece. Of course. I'm missing the uh, the, br- the the bracket, which actually holds up the mattress. This is the, uh, it was a queen size bed, and it was a, uh, it was a, a, a steel, uh, you know, it, it bar that would go and, and hold up the mattress. I think I have the same one. Yeah. So uh, I said, well, I can't sleep in a bed that doesn't have that bar because mm-hmm. the mattress simply will not stay where it needs to stay. So I got back in my car and drove all the way from Chicopee to New Haven twice in a day. Single guy, got nothing better to do. To get this one piece that I forgot to grab while I was down there earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. Two times to New Haven. Well, it's not that far. 
It's about an hour. It's a, it, it, yeah, what's an hour? Especially for a lonely single guy like yeah, right. he, he was at one time. Yes. And I am now. And right. why not would you so lonely actually? But. Why would you go to a place like that? Because it was a nice cheap way of getting furniture that there's, looks okay. But there's plenty of other cheap places where you can buy furniture. You know what I mean? Like no, I, you don't I, have to go all the way to New Haven to an IKEA to get that. You I can go to that. a railroad salvage stores. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Ruby Vine and Choo Choo could have helped me <laughs> That's get right. the right things. Well, even Hartford got a few furniture stores that <laughs> yeah, are no. somewhere in between here and there. Listen, I I I get it, but uh, you know, I decided to go down the IKEA route, and again, I was short a box. At that point, I'm already committed to the IKEA furniture, mm-hmm. and so I just had to go back down a second time to yep. get my piece. Okay. It was a woman, wasn't it? What? A woman told you to go to IKEA, didn't she? Well, I was a divorce guy. I suddenly made the shots. Oh. I, I called the shots from now on. Mm-hmm. And and that was the, oh, you know what? I'm not going to, I am not going to be listening to this anymore. I'm going to make my own decision starting right now. I'm going to Ikea. I'm going to make my yeah. own egregious mistakes. Yes. I'm going to put myself in very uncomfortable positions my own, my own way. Yes. I will make these bad decisions on my own, and I will live with them for the rest of my days. And tomorrow, I'm going to Michael's. <laughs> Uh, by the way, my IKEA bed that is similar to yours <laughs> yeah. squeaks very loudly. Oh, Just yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Well, I got to figure know. out. Is there like WD forty? You can squirt. Where do you squirt it? By the way, because I never know where the, the the sound is emanating from. I don't feel comfortable telling a single yeah. man living in a single <laughs> yeah. apartment where to squirt it. I, I, yeah. I, where I, do you I, squirt your lube, Bex? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's could an you, honest question. Could you give this poor single man? <laughs> Some advice on where to squirt your lube on his bed. Yes, my quote, WD-40. Honest to God, I don't want to get involved in that conversation. No, you need some PB blaster, Dave. You don't need WD-40. Hey, there was another mistake that was made, a serious one at the McDonald's in Chicopee, where workers intentionally put bacon on a fish sandwich that a Muslim woman had ordered for one of her children. I was going to say the biggest mistake was going to McDonald's to begin with. <laughs> well, that's, that is something you have to deal with, too. According to the woman, she's filed a complaint with the McDonald's in Chicopee on behalf of her kids. So she didn't go directly to Mayor McCheese? No. Hmm. Maybe that was her first mistake. The Council on American-Islamic Relations has filed the discrimination complaint on the woman's behalf with the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination. It's commonly known, of course, that Islam forbids Muslims from eating pork. Is it commonly known? Because I didn't know that until that was written in the story that it was commonly known. Well, it's a good point that you make, but the problem is apparently there was a huge pile of bacon to suggest that not only was it a mistake, but then they went beyond that to put extra bacon on well, because they knew who they were serving it to. And so I, I, I think that's a possibility, but you know, usually it's not the the, the person at the cash register who is uh, putting together the sandwich. You know, it's usually somebody in the back who's sure. doing it. So I don't know if they knew that this was going to that person. And you have, hmm. you know, in, in order for this lawsuit to progress, you have to be able to prove that this was an intentional act. My thing would be, well, it doesn't come with bacon usually. I mean, a fish sandwich that is, yeah, yeah. right. The the the, the fillet of fish is just fish, a bun, mm-hmm. slice of cheese, 
and an, and an inordinate amount of uh, tartar sauce. Although, I did say earlier in the show that you can do a special McDonald's hack and ask for things that aren't normally the case. Maybe somebody else ordered the bacon on top of their fish sandwich. And, and they got, uh, got mixed up. That's a possibility. Possibly, right? The, the problem with that hack menu, mm-hmm. and this was the biggest complaint that I heard, uh, it's not... They're just suggesting things you can do with your own food. They're sure. not actually making that for you. No. Yeah. But, but no, no, they will. I, I've, I've tested this before. What did you get? The Egg McMuffin without the muffin. And they, well, without the, uh, but I'm talking about like the, spe, you know, they're telling here, uh, uh, where's the damn hacks? McDonald's. Well, while you're looking that up. Hack menu because. Uh, while you're looking that up, let me just repeat from the story here that the quote McDonald's employees willfully added bacon to the complainant's food in an effort to quote offend humiliate and cause distress for for example uh McDonald's menu hacks this is put out by the McDonald's corporation mm-hmm. uh you can have a crunchy double which is a double cheeseburger right. with chicken nuggets on it but oh hey now huh? now you're talking huh? but they don't make that for you. You have to order chicken nuggets and a double cheeseburger, and then you put it together yourself. Kind of like an Ikea sandwich. Pretty much like an Ikea sandwich. <laughs> gotcha. if you're, Allen wrench. Yeah, if you're <laughs> stupid enough to travel to New Haven twice to an Ikea, you're stupid enough to think that McDonald's is going to put the chicken nuggets right. on the burger for you. Mm. Now, here's the thing. There are going to be some people who will say, well, then just remove the bacon from the sandwich. But you have to understand no, uh, you know, how to law and, and how to uh, prepare food. Once it has been touched by bacon yeah. or by a pork product, sure. it is no longer- It's cr- tainted. It's tainted. Yes. Exactly. So they is that where you put those things? Mm-hmm. You don't put it on your taint. Although, yeah, I can tell you. Certain um, religions. Well, this, certain, certain this religions. taint a filet of fish and it taint a bacon burger. That's right. It's somewhere in between. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't just eat it just by removing the bacon. It, like you say, tainted. You know, uh, the other thing that you can do uh, to make your meal cheaper at McDonald's, like uh, my kid likes Big Macs, mm-hmm. right? But I said, listen, if you if you order just a double cheeseburger with Mac sauce on it, they'll do that. Right. They'll customize that for you. Because then you don't get that extra additional bun in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Which you is don't extra need... carbs that you don't need. Which yeah. for some reason is $4. Yeah, right. <laughs> Compared to the double cheeseburger. Good point. Which, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yep. And they'll make that for you, by the way. What? The, with the sandwich you were talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'll put the condiments yes. on it. But the, the menu hacks that they have come up with and suggested they will not do for you. I see. You have to do it yourself. All right. Like Good. they do the land, air, and sea. It's a Big Mac, a McChicken, and a filet of fish And then they show how you take the bread apart and you put all the stuff on the same bun. Mm. That's just, that's seemingly an expensive <clears throat> hack so it's a do-it-yourself hack well a big mac is like five bucks right a chicken's five bucks a filet of fish is five bucks that's mm-hmm. fifteen dollars right for a sandwich that probably costs three well uh yeah i mean mm-hmm. uh, i mean sometimes i want to experiment on the menu mm-hmm. remember the double quarter pounder with cheese yes mm. what i used to do uh back in my most obese days I would order two double quarter pounders with cheese, and I would remove uh, a top bun mm-hmm. and a lower bun. Mm-hmm. What I would construct magically, uh, and a feat of incredible engineering, <laughs> would be a quadruple 
quarter pounder with cheese. What you would have would be a full pounder with cheese. That, I uh, I just did the math, thanks to uh, the, ca- the uh, calculator I have on the computer, would have been 3,120 calories of pure American deliciousness. boy, That's th- right. And then I, I always wonder, what put you into AFib over back in December? Well, I mean, talk- yeah, like, you know, I didn't do that. I mean, I did this 25 years ago. I right, mean, you know. but, uh, you know, that's like setting the seeds. Like, oh, we're going to build up this cholesterol inside of this man's veins, and uh, eventually we'll, we'll get him a watch to tell him that he's going into AFib. The very seeds on that sesame seed bun. Oh, uh, two all-beef patties, a special, special sauce, sauce, lettuce, uh, cheese, pickles, 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 onions, onions on a sesame seed bun. bun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The quadruple pounder with cheese. Yeah, it was more so like the good. quadruple bypass. Maybe. You Listen, you know, uh, when you're young and stupid, you, you, you live life like it's uh, like there's no ramifications. There's you know, no consequences whatsoever. All this talk about McDonald's is making us hungry. And if Damn you're going through the drive-thru right now, enjoy this morning, by There's the way. There's not even a McDonald's around here. R- like around here. Yeah, I mean, like you not go- in East Longmeadow. Uh, you're going to have to go to Springfield for that. Mm-hmm. And that's 10 minutes away. Allen Street? Allen Street is, uh, there's no McDonald's over there, is there? Sure there is. Where? Next to the Wendy's. Next to the Wendy's. Where am I thinking of? Allen. Allen and uh, where, where Allen and uh, Allen Bicentennial and... Uh, intersect. And then there are McDonald's over there? Oh, yeah, but again, that's 10 minutes away. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a far... What, are you walking there? Oh, uh, we should have one right here in, in East Longmeadow. Well, okay, but Frigo's is only five minutes away, and it's better food. Oh, Frigo's. Hand-cooked food, <laughs> yeah. homemade right. stuff. Yeah. Why would I want that? <laughs> God. I can't believe you suggest the things you do We want Dave. our defrosted beef patties. Yeah, I want uh, I want something that uh, looks like it came uh, out of a shoe. All right, good luck with yeah. that diet, guys. It's uh, 847 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The kids are getting so big. Yeah, can't believe how 